back. Hey, oh. hey. So it begins. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Good? We're here. We are here. And we are here for episode five already. <laughs> Yay. Time's flying? Yeah, it is. Yes. Well, when you're having fun. <laughs> that's, I don't that? know that. That's what we'll call it. I don't know that. They can see the visual cues now. It's over <laughs> with. <laughs> Uh, we're here for episode five. You guys are still alive. It's yeah. all good. And it rhymes. So, I mean, what what more can you ask it's for? Close calls last time. I thought yeah. that was like going to be the shortest season ever. Really? I mean, we had two people down. I was down to three hit points. She was down. To I was four down. Or yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys still had, you six. had a couple of potions though, right? We had we one potion. potion if one, dead, though. She yeah, had, no she had one potion it. on her because the second potion didn't uh, you 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 drink, right? No, oh, yeah. I think it's still there, isn't it? I thought Ayler drank it after he got shot with the crossbow. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah. Somebody got a potion. Thematically know, as well, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I um you know, part of the part of the thing was that uh, you know, it was supposed to be a, a close one and Haydn and Skolaveg were supposed to come in and and help a little bit, yeah. whatever that ended up looking like. So the fog cloud thing, that so, was cool. So you were intending to humiliate and then rescue us. Uh, that's really what that's you just what said. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Okay. That's what I, were you not around whatever. season one? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it really seems like he is beating us down at the beginning here. Yeah. It's like, bam, bam, bam. You're imprisoned. You're <laughs> using a bucket. You're, you know, and... Mm. You can't win a fight. Uh, yeah. It's, Not it's, for the weak hearted. Nope. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a trial. This, this is one. how it's done, people. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys are doing great. I mean, <laughs> still so creative with the way you're approaching things and the, the stories. Uh, um, just uh, just awesome. I, I've, I've been really impressed with uh, how you've handled everything so far and trying to figure out where you stand in this whole mess. So, As are we. It yeah. is a mess. <laughs> it is a mess. Um, so we are here and just wanted to say quickly that uh, uh, all of our Patreon supporters out there, oh my gosh, thank you for okay. making this possible. Uh, we had a couple of more um, people jump on board. Yes. Wow. At cool. the $5 level too, which still boggles they my like mind. They like us. They really, really like us. <laughs> I know. No one's ever liked me, I'll be honest. So, I mean, this is totally new experience for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is, this is awesome. Um, we're able to pay some bills. We're able to pay for hosting and it's all because of you. Yeah. And uh, man, it feels good to be doing something that a, we enjoy doing, and B, other people apparently enjoy it too. Cool. So we hope we can entertain you and uh, keep the adventure rolling. All right. So are we turning to our fabulous in-house recapper to okay. uh, talk about uh, what happened last episode? Sure, sure. Awesome. Alar and the Revolution continued to investigate Flossdale Vineyards, finding the poor, tortured owner... Locked in the basement, Alar's sweet words lifted his spirits. Wolf Canute <laughs> took the keep, somehow still not trusting Alar and his companions. He sent them on another quest to find out what was causing problems in the greenhouse. Will Brokos finally get to do some of that nature stuff he's always talking about? 
Find out on Greenhouse Patrol. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well done. Well done. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll probably end up hating Alar by the time this oh, season's done. Totally. We need to <laughs> have a goal. We need to have an over under of wit, what episode he's just going to go to himself as the artist formerly known as Alar. Hush! Oh. Don't give away my <laughs> spoilers. Wow. There's a progression Jeez. here, and uh, yeah. working his way up to it. The new generation. Shh! God, man. There's the rainbow You're children. Just killing me. Stealing his thunder. Yeah, uh, ruining all his plans. Uh, <laughs> That's what a good That's sidekick what, yeah, is for. Yeah, a completely right? idiotic sidekick does. Bumbling, <laughs> <laughs> bumbling idiot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Brogos. Uh, well, uh, thank you for that, Alar. Uh, that was awesome. And anything else before we get started? Anybody? Anybody? Nothing? I don't. Well, I, uh, Tris has returned her secret dagger to its uncomfortable location. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> expecting some problems, I guess. So, does, does she complain about it? But she doesn't. She doesn't because she doesn't want people to know where exactly. it is. Exactly. Right? That's why she's always making that face. <laughs> 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 yeah, you try having a debt. You're there. <laughs> uh, yes, it does sound uncomfortable. And uh, bless you for that, Tris. Um, so let's uh, let's get back to the game then, right? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Let's do it. So we were going to help uh, Arvik. Yeah. And his uh, his little dog is healing up. Yeah. Yeah. So Barnum. someone wants to hurt him, or there's some something, something in the, in the greenhouse. So I think we need to check it out. Yeah. So that path going north um, that will take you to the greenhouse. You can see it. It's a, a relatively large structure. Scroll out, Brokos. Made uh, almost entirely out of glass. Uh, some wood framing to support wow. that glass, um, but you can't see mm. it until you enter. It's kind of foggy in there, some mist on the windows, okay. uh, overgrown foliage uh, so, well, blocking how, your view. So okay. I, mean, I realize you've shattered the whole top of the map, but where, where's the border? I think we're looking at, yeah, that's the entire wall there. Yep. So the greenhouse goes completely across the map. Uh, completely across yeah. the map. Wow, that's a it's a large greenhouse. greenhouse. It is pretty pretty impressive. You can tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what are you guys gonna do? I can creep ahead and check it out. Okay. Uh, one moment. I'm gonna lay my hand on him and give him guidance. You get a D4 on your next skill check. Nice. All right, well, I would just quietly move up to the door and see if it's locked. Should we be behind Should here, be or do you want us just to wait in the open? Uh, you could just come up to the door. Yeah. I, just, I was right. going to suggest I creep in. Okay. All right. It's all you. It's all Kragar. So he's going up there to the door, and you're going to try to open it? I will try to stealthily open the door. All right. Um... The wood-framed glass door swings open noisily, <laughs> revealing a puddle of blood that has soaked into the rocky soil. A trail of the red fluid can be seen ahead. As you enter, you notice the air inside is moist and noticeably warmer. Everywhere you look, you see overgrown, dead, or dying foliage, at times so thick that it obscures the path and your vision. So you can move up in there now. 
I'm yeah. assuming someone did or looked in or something. Well, but yeah, I mean, he's since I did the threshold. I will step into the threshold and look around. Yeah, hopefully that uh, opens up for you if you move up uh, one more step. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, someone messed the map up. Ah, uh, there it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So you oh. can now see in the greenhouse, and you see a. It's a pretty map. Yeah, a puddle of blood and a trail leading off. So I mean, I'm going to crouch and start by listening. All right. Uh, why don't you roll a perception for me? <clears throat> That's a four. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't hear anything. Uh, there's a slow kind of patter of uh, water droplets. There are some uh, broken panes of glass uh, here and there in the structure. And it seems like the water is sort of condensing in those areas and, and slowly pattering down into the leaves and branches below um but that's about all you hear is that a fountain ahead of me yes there is a fountain ahead of you that has uh what appears to be fresh water i will creep ahead and carefully look into the fountain and i will be drawing my weapons okay tris wants to move up a spot tris is moving up as well and Tris will actually qu- try and quietly step into the greenhouse. Do you want me to roll a stealth? Uh, sure. Yeah, that's a 10. Okay. Uh, you find it difficult uh, with the gravel part of the path that you're on and the branches. Um, it's It's hard to remain stealthy. Okay. I will carefully move over to the path and I want to examine the blood streaks. Okay. Um, as you uh, move onto a cobbled path um, that runs um, uh, east-west uh, by the fountain, um, you notice that it looks like the blood has, uh, um, you know, been smeared along the path here, like uh, Barnacle probably was injured and uh, ended up kind of half dragging, half crawling uh, along this path. And so it's it's very clear along the cobbled path that uh, the dog passed this way and was injured somewhere ahead. Hmm. Okay, but I still don't see or hear anything. You see nothing but, uh, you know, shrubbery. Right. I'm going to stay stay low right next to the fountain, and I'll just kind of look back and motion for them to, to come up. All right. Okay. What's he saying, Brokos? Tris will pass the motion back. We need we're, to go. We're moving up. I'll go through here. I'm not going to worry about being stealthy because no one else is. Well, there, there were <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> words. Uh, um, and kind of tuck back into the tree. Uh, what kind of... Uh, are these plants of the region? Um, yeah, you, you, as uh, with your skills and knowledge of the area, um, you recognize many of them. Uh, some of them are n- completely new varieties, um, you know, and some are obviously not from around here, like uh, some fruit trees. Those look to be, you know, mostly dead uh, or dying at this point. Um, but you do recognize quite a few of them. And... 
do I hear any birds? Are there any kind of any kind of life in here besides just the plants? Um, you don't notice anything. Um, but uh, you know, you do hear the steady droplets of you know mist or rain, possibly um, coming through the gaps in the ceiling of the greenhouse. Um, you know, you can kind of hear the wind whistling through, uh, in spots. So, All right. Okay. I mean, so I will just kind of gesture the blood streak, I look back to them and then just kind of point in the direction that it goes and just maintain until they've kind of moved up behind. Yeah. Me. I'm going to, I'm going to keep moving up. I'm going to then be right behind Craigar now. I will holster my mandolin across my shoulder Pull my rapier, ready for action. All right. Now the party can begin. So it goes that way. Still no sign. Okay. Those uh, those in the path. There's little black squares. What are, what is that? Uh, it appears to be some kind of grate. Um, like where, a floor grate. Yeah, like a floor grate. Okay. Uh, it looks sort of like a drain, but it might not be a drain. It's kind of hard to tell what's going on there. Um, that's where the tentacle jumps out at you. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what I was thinking. So I'll just kind of look back, make sure everybody's moved in, and I will stealth up to the grate to take a look at that. All right. Why don't you roll your stealth? You can add your D4, too, if you need to. Oh, yes. If you need to. Uh, I do. 14. 14. Okay. So the Krigar is doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> the cobbled path is a little bit easier for you to uh, move noiselessly. There's uh, uh, fewer obstructions here. It looks like uh, it's been cleared out, you know, at some point and overgrown, but still not completely covering the path. And so you're able to move uh, fairly quietly, stepping over branches, avoiding leaves uh you're doing a good job okay why well, so i move up to the grate and i just look i mean first of all does it look secure it's in the ground yeah um and as you look uh at it you can see that there's kind of like smoke and stuff um around the edges um it looks like it's been heated up repeatedly and you assume that it might be some sort of uh furnace Type mechanism uh, okay. running underneath the greenhouse to keep it warm. To keep it warm. Yeah. Yep. But doesn't look like it's you know you feel no heat or warmth from it now. Okay. And the blood streaks continue. Am I on the map? It looks like it goes a little farther. Can I see beyond that? Uh, yeah. It looks like you know five feet or so past that grate um, the, you, is where you can see the last spots of blood. Okay. Does it look like it trails into the grass or would I presume like this is where he got hurt? Um, you don't see anything, but again, the it's dense enough that you might need to come closer to and poke around, do a little more of an investigation. Um but uh, your initial thought is that this is where the blood ends. You don't see it streaking off in one direction or another. Um, 
but and you do notice that there's looks like to be a, a pile of sort of disturbed twigs and leaves um, in that area surrounding the last spot of blood. All right, I'll glance back and kind of motion slight shrug and suggest maybe they come up. All right. You see a slight shrug <laughs> gestures for you to come forward. I would like to perhaps come back through, you know, back through here, kind of walking through the foliage and the trees. Oh, okay. Um, am I picking up any, I would like to perhaps pick up a track if I could. Is there any kind of, look like there's any kind of, Footprints or anything around in the foliage itself, not on the on the cobblestone. Um, you don't see anything. Um, but why don't you roll a perception? Yeah, perception or investigation, survival. survival. survival yeah, that's a good one. That'll work. So, uh, sixteen. <laughs> sixteen. Um, you do notice uh, as you're walking through. It looks like uh, some of the. Um, plants or shrubs had been uh, uprooted at some point and there are holes in the ground with like roots sticking out and, and stuff like that. But but uh, no prints of any kind of animal or beasts or humans? Or no. I mean, and it's pretty thick. This is, you know, costing you uh, movement speed to go through here. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but that was a pretty good roll. You just don't see anything. Okay. Chris moves up. You want to follow Krieger? Yep. Following the blood trail. Always a good thing to do. Uh, we'll move up to the fountain. So I'll point to where I think the attack happened. Yep. It looks like it happened there. Mm. I can't tell if it just came from the sides. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like the grunts. So Tris will move up and and examine either side of the trail, seeing if she can see like where something might have broken through or the so the map cuts off. I mean is the the, the greenhouse larger? Um, yeah, it does extend. The path does continue on a ways. Um, and if you head that way, uh, I have a different map for you to view. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh. And does it go, I mean, like to the north or is that the air? Uh, that's basically the edge. It's... So 19 for perception because I'm checking out the trails. Thank you. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. So you're checking out the trail, the blood trail? No, like like where it kind <clears throat> of looks like it starts. I wanted to look like if we think this is where the attack happened, I'm looking to see if something came through the brush on either side. Okay. Like, you know, any breakage, anything that, you know. Yeah. So you um, uh, bend down and start to investigate um, the path and taking in the scene. Um, the blood trail ends here on the path, obscured by dirt and twigs. As you stop to inspect the strange scene, you hear an ominous sound. 
the creaking, groaning, and snapping of dry branches makes it sound like someone is crashing through the overgrown brush. But the figures that emerge onto the path appear to be made of the dead shrubbery. Vaguely humanoid in shape, <clears throat> Excuse me. the twisted branches continue to flex and pop until the creatures are fully formed and standing rigidly around you. And I will put them on your map now. And there you go. You triggered it. <laughs> look what you've done. <laughs> uh, so these figures that seem to be made out of um, twisted vines and branches uh, of dead shrubbery and bushes, uh, they kind of emerge from everything else standing along the path. And um, it's time to roll some initiative, I think. Tris, look out. <laughs> okay. Alar. Oh, that's a four. Oh. Natural one. Brokos. 21. 21. Wow. Uh, Kragar. 13. 13. Triss. Five. Okay, you're Five. naughty, D20. And? Naughty. <laughs> Bad D20. Bad D20. Let's see. All right. And there is the order and Brokos. You see all of this happen. You see these figures emerge along the side of the path. Yeah. You've got a slightly different view of it um, coming from behind. And uh, maybe they don't even know you're there. Who knows? I am going to cast... Uh, I'm going to actually... Let's see, 20 feet here. I'm actually going to cast Entangle. Entangle on the plant creatures. Yeah, we think oh. of that on all of them because it's 90 feet. They need to be a strength saving throw. All right. Strength saving throw? Yes. Okay. And that is a, uh, I believe, just a 10. That's a fail. Oh, that's not even that. It's an 8. So they um, are restrained. By plants that wrap around them. Restrained. I used, yes. <laughs> I used their own against them. I, I can't believe they're not uh, immune to something like that, but it doesn't appear that they are. Mm. Okay. So... Gotcha, Jerry. Gotcha. <laughs> and so it begins. <laughs> okay. So you uh, managed to restrain. Which ones now? All of them. All of them? It's 90 feet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so uh, just so I mean, we can see it's a twenty-foot square. So yeah. So is it moving away from us? So we're not. It would be right here, and it would encapsulate all of them. But you wouldn't be restrained. So you can just yeah. enemies. Well, I can put it, and so it's a twenty-foot. So wherever, the, if I put it in the middle here, okay, or if I put it basically right here, it'd be twenty feet, mm -hmm. right? And it wouldn't capture you. But okay. it's just enemies. Yeah, it's just your enemies. And now it's it's also. Um, Terrain, it's restrained, but they're also it's um, rough terrain, difficult terrain, or whatever. Difficult okay. terrain for them. Cool. Wow. Okay. So um, they are now restrained. Good job. Bad plants versus good plants. <laughs> uh, and it's their turn, and I don't know um, what they can do. 
really have anything special? Um, You're the DM. Yeah, I should. Yeah. You know, I should probably read this <laughs> stuff, right? Uh, and oh, oh, uh, I can attack Kragar, which I'm going to do. This one down by you, Kragar, is going to attack, and that is a uh, 17. Just hits. Okay. And what do they do? They do something. What's restrained, though? That's that's what I was wondering. Yeah, because if restraining you from not being able to do anything. Uh, that's a good point. I, I will check. Invocation or? Um, I believe so. I just want to double check and make sure everything is yeah. up to. Um, it is concentration up to one action. It's control. Um, concentration. Yeah, it's kind of strange to me. A to... restrained creature's speed becomes zero, can't benefit from any bonus to speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. Uh-huh. And you have also disadvantage of dexterity saving throws. Okay. Booyah. That's a good spell. Oh, you guys. It works when they fail. <laughs> Just like any right, spell, right, right, right. Uh, so my other roll would have been a 14. 14? That's a miss. Okay. Um, the other one is going to attack Triss and from the top there, and that is eight and a two, so that's terrible. Yes. So they are pretty much done, um, and it is Kragar's turn. So one of them tries to lash out at you and misses because of these other vines and things that have kind of curled up and uh, are currently holding it in check. Okay. Well, I'm just the one that I'm adjacent to. I'm just going to slash at. Okay. So, you have advantage on yeah, it. Yeah, roll yep. with advantage. Because he's That's, restrained. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so then that gives you your sneak attack damage. Uh, nice. It's weird to me that these creatures that can kind of form themselves into humanoid shapes can't get unrestrained when they're... Good plans versus bad plans. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first attack is. Is it a book I read once? <laughs> the first one's a 23 to hit. Okay. Ouch. And then I'm going to attack my bonus action, which will be also a 23. Whoa. Nice. So, what does that do? Um, so the rapier. That'll be seven from the rapier, and then 10 from the short sword. Wow. You got your bonus or you got your sneak attack, right? Yeah. Oh, nice. So uh, you you normally would be poking with your rapier, but you, instead you slash at this thing because it looks so dry and brittle and the branches that make up its body just snap um, like a dry twig as you slash at it with your swords. And a um, uh, couple of hits and it just kind of disintegrates and falls apart into a pile of twigs at your feet. Well nice. done, Kragar. Aha! So it is no more. Good job. Um, and Triss, your turn. All right, so Triss is going to attack the one right in front of her. All right. So, and I'm going to, I'm wielding the two weapons, so the first attack is, oh, a natural 20. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is going to be a short fight. So, like, it's been too long. Now what do I do? Is it just, do I just double? Double your dice. Double my dice. Your damage dice. 
Yeah, your damage, oh, your damage bonus. Bonus, sorry. Okay. Roll twice or? Roll the dice twice, yep. Okay. And then add your damage bonus. Yeah. Eight. Eight. It was not a great roll. They were not great rolls. Second one was a two. Yeah. Okay, so it, um, same thing, sort of breaks apart like dried brush um, and uh, falls apart in a pile of twigs and leaves and uh, is dead at your feet. Oh, so I don't even need the second bonus action. Don't even need it. All right, well, then I'm going to go ahead and can I move around the entangled space to get the one behind it? Uh, yeah, you can move. I'm going to do that. So it is rough terrain, so it's half movement, but that would no, still she be She wants able to, to move around oh. the entangled. Yeah, I want to. I, oh. I don't want to walk through the entangled sure. area if I can avoid like it. Well, he said that's yeah, the like wall, there. though. That's the wall? Uh, there is a five-foot space, so it's it's like equidistant on the map there. So you have, I don't know, one, two, three, four squares, so there's actually more beyond, but... What are you thinking, Tris? Like right here or well, up here? <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking off, off the there, map, but, but if I can get all the way behind it, that's I'll fine too. I'll put you here and then we can decide okay. yep. exactly what you want. We'll use our imagination. Okay. But you what? made it. Cool. <laughs> uh, okay. You're behind the other one that is restrained and out of the zone of uh, Brokos' terror. That's, yep. Then I'm happy. Okay. Um, you get your... your Offhand attack. Do I? Yeah. I still get the bonus. Two handed. You're two weapon fighting. I am. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well. Because you didn't use your bonus action, right? I did not. It disintegrated before I hit it. Just looked at it and it uh, fell apart. That's not awesome. Hold on. But you would still have advantage because it's restrained. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's I. I rolled and it's that's only a uh, fifteen. 15, that will hit. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I always think of it as an extra attack kind of, especially with you because you get to add your dump, your. 5e is much more generous than Pathfinder yeah. is, yeah. Uh, so that's just five damage on that one. Five damage. That is enough to drop it as well. Oh, all right, cool. Really simplified. So they're just falling apart. You're taking these mighty way. slashes and the twigs are breaking and snapping. And this one takes a little bit longer, but finally you hear a crack and one of its uh, main structural limbs breaks in two um, from your damage and it falls over and uh, is a heap at your feet. Um, And it is now uh, Alar's turn. Well, these things are easy. (laughs) I'm going to move around to the south to attack... Yep. Keep going. I don't know what your movement is. It's enough. Right there? It's always enough. <laughs> and I'm going to attack that one. Okay. Natural 20. What is the deal? Wow. You didn't even roll with advantage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then I double that. Uh-huh. Yes. That'd be 18 points of damage. Wow. Well, you would you'd you roll, roll twice. twice. I get to roll it twice. Yeah. Okay. I, some no, people that's... just automatic double or automatic max damage, but raw is the, the roll twice. Okay. So still that'd be uh, 14 points of damage. 14 points of damage. So, yeah, you, uh, you come charging into this thing and uh, slashing away, and it just like... Uh, disintegrates as your blade passes through it and twigs and branches go flying everywhere 
and uh, you're standing there, uh, hair blowing behind you as oh, you're yes. slashing away at it, and uh, it falls apart at your feet, and it is dead. And then the the all the vines and roots that encompass them slowly go back into the ground. Slowly go back. That was really good. Um, I just would have assumed there was some immunity to that, but they definitely don't. Um, and uh, good job, guys. Have I seen these creatures before? <clears throat> in, perhaps in the wilds. Why don't yeah, you roll me a survival check? Or, or, nature. or nature. Nature, yeah. Because I have, well, I have preferences of both. Um, nature's going to be a 13. 13, Okay. So you have some experience. You've never seen one, but you've heard of them before. Uh, they're called twig blights. Oh, the blights. Um, so uh, creatures that can roughly, you know, take humanoid shape. When they're not in humanoid sh- form, they uh, have the appearance of like a dead bush or shrub. And um, so at some point... They were introduced into this greenhouse and have they're been not here. Summoned, but they're just natural creatures who have been brought in. Yeah, they're an invasive species. Uh, they're definitely an invasive species. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody made a no big one mistake. likes invasive species. Um, but from your uh, prior knowledge, uh, looking at the stuff here, you can see that whoever, uh, you know, presumably the owner of the villa, um, that. They're experimenting with things in the greenhouse. They're trying to, you know, create some new hybrids, some new varieties of plants and fruits and things like that. And so um, you're, you're guessing that they got a little too wild and crazy. Carried away. Yep. And somehow these twig blights were introduced. And, uh, you know, it's probably why it's all overgrown. It's dangerous in there. Was this kind of what they have... When they tried to attack, would this be something that they would damage a could damage a creature like a dog with? Is this perhaps where they came from? Uh, based on where they popped out and um, where the blood stain ends, um, you imagine that the dog um, got jumped by at least one of them. And I'm yeah, I'll go over to one of them, break off a little bit of the branch, and say. This one's for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is for Barnacle. Nature uh, boy. What are these things? They are blights. They, uh, they have certainly been brought here. I don't know by on purpose or what something was trying to grow, something that was perhaps to attack an army. I don't think so. But they are uh, uh, nature-based creatures that uh, have no goodwill. These are dead. Are there more? We should... We should continue checking just to be sure. These are certainly the ones that killed the dog, or tried to kill the dog. But these are puny yeah. things. We defeated them so quickly. To you, most is puny. This is true. <laughs> uh, all right, so you're going to... brainwashing. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Session amazed zero. At, at so, well. Tris just rolls her eyes, but nobody can tell because they're just black orbs. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably constantly doing that. Yes. With this, uh, this That's group. the other reason you make that face. Really <laughs> uh, nice is like a, just like a visual applause. <laughs> to- <laughs> nope. Nope. All right. Well, I'm uh, going to move down the path quietly. Yeah. Well, well everybody <laughs> look, yeah. looking for. We're done with that. 
Um, so Can you dismiss your entanglement, or uh, he did, he did, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys managed to explore the whole greenhouse, and it is very much like the rest of the greenhouse, and that it's very overgrown. There are some broken panes of glass. Um, it's probably too cold in there to uh, sustain any of these uh, more exotic species of uh, plants, um, but you find no other dangers in there, um, and you actually end up finding a large ceramic jar... Uh, full of almonds that's just sitting on a bench. Uh, you also find several containers with seeds for various fruit trees. So is there more perhaps through the trees that we can produce that we can uh, gather? Um, there is some that you can gather right now. It is not in the best shape, but there are some... Uh, hardier berries and things like that. So I'd say that there's probably about a... Some, some I think we have earned our share. We've recently yeah. eaten human, so well, I think I, some I, overripe fruit sounds I good. I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> nature is here for us to take from. Mother Nature has given us these things to get in abundance to give us health. Well put, bro. These will be come back to give someone else health. Yeah. I'll pick up the big container of almonds. Okay. So you get some almonds, uh, you get uh, various berries and suspiciously fruits. specific. The almonds? Yes. I'm just like, uh, I like almonds. I like almonds too, but <laughs> you're creeping me out with the almonds. Like, there is an almond tree in here? Uh, there might have been at one point, okay. yeah. Probably from here, but you know, yeah. we can be cautious with it. I make a really mean wild berry cobbler. These will be great. <laughs> So I'm going to say you find about a week's worth of sustenance in this that's place. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. And that's wow. including the, the almonds. C, no scurvy. I mean. <laughs> uh, and that's about it. That's all you find. You know, various uh, gardening tools, uh, shovels, things like that. Barely worth a stanza. Uh, barely. Um so I would like to go back to the f the pool in the middle. Okay. Is this a fountain or just a pool? Uh, it is a pool, um, but it's very strange because it, it appears to be full of water and you don't know where the water is coming from. Is this fresh water or does it seem It does brackish? look it seems like fresh. Yeah. yeah, invitingly fresh. Okay. Yes. Well, we should fill our canteens. Okay. So now that we have a moment of silence here, what uh, we probably should discuss some things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you like to say, Rogue? Well, the balance of power shifted while we were in prison. I'm not sure where we fit in to this situation. Seems like we, yeah, our safety is unknown. Right now, it just seems like we are pawns being told what to do by this pirate that do not like it. I do not care for our current patron, but we have an opportunity here. We are witness to grand changes in Vadragan. We will be able to tell the tales, sing the songs, and write the sagas of this great uprising of slave against master. If we survive. Stories are written by those who survive. Well, so do we work with this wolf, Canute, in order to survive? 
or do we seek out other sponsorship? I'm not sure. I don't know who to trust, so I can't say for certain. Well, you can trust me, Brokos. <laughs> That's what you tell me. <laughs> Every night as I'm sleeping. Oh, you can trust me. The lullaby. That's his lullaby. Yeah. <laughs> Go to sleep. You can trust me. Just rubbing your fuzzy head. Yeah, give me oh, a belly, belly rub. Belly rub. <laughs> so, what of the foreman that we were told to find? Do you wish to leave this city so quickly, Triss? I have no love for this city. Hmm. Well, we don't know what the state of the rest of Drummondor is. Well, I can tell you why I'm here. I mean, I've been brought to the city, obviously. I'm not from here. Um, and uh, I have I've come to seek help to try to rid because of the Baron who has taken my people's lands and destroyed them and no one has helped and I'm looking for help and anything that I can get out of that would would uh, not satiate my appetite for for revenge but just uh, take the edge off take the edge off <laughs> no I am not here for revenge I'm here for justice justice against the Baron yes Yes, he's the one. He's who's the one giving commands to destroy um, outside of the island. If you're not a Vagardan, if you're not familiar, he's taking all of the lands around it and getting rid of all of the forest. And soon, the Ashwood Forest will be taken over by this corruption. Hmm. That is my main reason. But I will help those who are in need of help, and the ones who are being treated unjustly. Yeah. Alar's processing right now. Processing that. He's writing a song right now. I'm writing a stanza <laughs> right now. About something else. Well, uh, my employers are likely not a factor now in the current power struggle. So I don't really have any immediate goals. Would they have some information for us that we could be useful? They're probably dead. Mm, unlikely. Uh, my employers are probably dead. Say so my kind will probably do well uh, in the lay of the land. And it's best that we avoid those factions, Triss. You're not safe around them. Why? Well. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a bounty on your head. A very, very sizable one. Just gonna look at Elar like <laughs> awkward. Should we leave? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Why would there be a bounty on me? Well, I don't know. You've apparently upset someone of significant power. I shrug because I have no idea what that would be. Unless I do, and I don't know that I know. No, okay, no. I, Oh, you don't know that you know? Uh, no, I think uh, at the beginning uh, mentioned briefly that she has vague memories of something happening that led to her discharge from the Legion, um, and she's struggling to recall what those what could have happened. 
Your name was on the list, which is why I sought you out. You, you, you came to kill me? <laughs> no. I came to pay off a debt to you and to save your life. A debt to me? A nice soft mandolin would be. (laughs) (laughs) You don't remember me. I was quite a bit smaller when we met first, but a pup, a foundling on the on the streets. (laughs) You lived at the orphanage. Yes. You you are. I am that small bugbear. The little bugbear. I went by a different name then. Yeah, remind me of what that was. <laughs> Buggy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, you, you are you are bear cub. Cub. I called you cubby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sticks. It sounds right. Uh, that's going in your stanza, Craig. <laughs> you did. You did call me that. Okay. Oh, I cannot believe you are cubby. That is incredible. Which is why when I saw your name, I sought you out. Because I knew others would be coming to take the bounty. Hmm. And you think they're still coming after all of this? I don't know. Mm. It really depends on who it is that was after you and where they fit in this current situation. Uh, I do not know what to do with this information right now. But it is good to see you, Cubby. (laughs) (laughs) I think Cubby just became the new uh, Ajax, so. Yeah, it's Kragar now. (laughs) Uh, Just Kragar. Okay, Kray Kray. Kray Kray. <laughs> uh, I'll work on that. <laughs> that was a touching uh, scene there. Try to wipe away tears. <laughs> well, Kragar and Triss, would you accompany me and Brokos as we make our way through the city? Perhaps we can find a way for you to talk to this foreman and escape war-torn Vadragan. But in the meantime, what adventures we will find, what tales we will tell. We may help some and beat down others for righteousness and justice. Right, Brokos? Right. Justice. <laughs> I don't want to make that too Batman-y. Take the edge off. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting a little, little Christian Bale on us. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Triss will look at at Kragar and be like, eh. I think we should make our way to Old Town, find out about this triumvirate or these triads and see where they fit, what their plans are and who they are. I don't think I want to see this island taken over by the pirates. Okay. If it should go to anybody, it should go back to, well, the free people's. Free peoples. They were never free peoples. All right. So I'm going to say at some point you guys uh, exit the greenhouse. Yes. As you do, you hear a shouted greeting and you turn to see Haydn's 
cheerful face, flushed mm. pink as he huffs and puffs along the path toward Arvik and Barnacle's shack. Stalking a full pace behind him is the cat-like form of Skolaveg. You see she carries a woven basket in one hand, while the other rests lazily on her sword hilt. Haydn gets close enough to talk without shouting, and you hear his labored voice say, Arvik, my boy, are you all right? Arvik steps out of the shack, a broad smile on his grotesquely scarred face, and a happy tail-wagging Barney standing at his feet. Ah, oh, good, wonderful. How are you all getting along, then? We brought you some food. Uh, Skolaveg, at that point, throws the supplies down on the ground and casually spits. The challenge in her eyes is focused on one person, the simple giant Arvik. But without any recognition of the danger, Arvik eagerly scoops up the basket and begins to hungrily tear into a moldy chunk of hard brown bread, the smile still on his wide-eyed face. Skolavig seems disgusted, and eventually she shakes her head, turns away, and stalks off toward the villa. That woman will be the death of me, Haydn mumbles, before walking over to scratch Barney's ears. So, how does it look in there? Piece of cake. Some rogue plant creatures. Nothing more. Is that how this all started, then? That was all that we found. They brought someone brought them in. That's what I would imagine. Perhaps their own experiments. I don't know who was in charge of this place, but it needs to be kept up. It's being run down, and there are plants that are dying because of it. Mm-hmm. And you hear uh, Arvik, he's chewing on the bread, and you hear him say, Glass! We need glass! And Haydn's like looking at you, you know, like. What's he talking about? To keep things out of the greenhouse, I'm imagining. Well, and to keep the heat in. Mm-hmm. Many of the windows are broken. Ah, yes, yes, of course. Glass, glass. We didn't do it. <laughs> uh, so he's gonna, you know, he's gonna scratch his, you know, face a little bit and think about this. And uh, Arvik's happily eating, and then he, he says, you know. The boatyard. If you went to the boatyard, I know that Freya Wave Runner has been put in charge of building some boats to help get some of the uh, women and children off of the island, if if it comes to that. And uh, I know that she's has a crew scavenging the whole western side of the island. She might know where to find some glass. Would you be willing to go to the boatyard and check with her? Get Arvik what he needs. What's her name? Freya Wave Runner. Freya. This hardly sounds like a an adventure worthy of such heroes as ourselves. Could you not send some runner or underling? Uh, I could, um, but you see, I have few friends that I can trust here. I'm going to point to a reflection in some of the glass. I think he's he's calling them out. They are those runners. It's a reflection of us. <laughs> that's so deep. Yeah, that's 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 us. See, I, see, I, I don't was using the reflection <laughs> of us. That doesn't make sense. Out. But they're they're just reflections. They can't possibly run for him. Correct. It's one of those times you say literally, and it works. 
Um, so he's. We uh, will do it for Ardvar. This needs to be done. Okay. So Please. I want to know. Yeah. Keep calling him Ardvar. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's, it's stuck now. It's so animalistic. Of Ardvar. Yeah. Uh, I want to know why Sper- Skolavig, sorry, Skolavig doesn't like Arvig. I, What's that? I think it's because our our boy here. He's 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 the toughest one of this crew. Skolavig doesn't like the the challenge that he presents. She is foolish, then. She is a a shield maiden. They are all a bit crazed, but they uh, know their business, and that business is fighting. And Arvik here, I don't want to say too much, so I don't upset him, but he's been badly mistreated his whole life, and... As you can see by the scars on his body, he's been through many scrapes in his short life. And I believe that Skolavig has has it in for him, one way or another. Uh, luckily for Arvik, he, he doesn't seem to recognize this. He just wants to be left alone. That must be dangerous for him as well. I think you need to keep an eye on her when it comes when she's around him. That's not safe for him. I'm going to go to Arvik and say, Arvik, if I get you glass and we repair this. I just you- had a great idea. <laughs> yes. We should go down to the docks and watch them building the boats. We should chronicle that. This is an important moment mm. in Vadragan's history. <laughs> we could help you out. In, in fact, Haydn, let us do you this favor. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I hope that we can work together. Continue this. Uh, I feel good about this plan. <laughs> it's a good plan. Triss will whisper to Kragar, I think we should kill Skolovic. <laughs> <laughs> I was this already plotting that. Escalating in all sorts yeah, of different wow. ways. This is awesome. One of us just wants to build a greenhouse back up. The other wants to write a beautiful story about the port. <laughs> and, just the port, but you know the and the other two just want to kill somebody. Let's kill somebody. I like this group. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, Arvik. You know he's he's finished eating. And he's like, need glass. Yeah. Um. Uh, friends, you you are friends. Yes. We're all friends, right? We're friends. And then he comes over and he gives. He picks Hayden up and he comes over to you and he's just like tucks hiding under his oh my. arm like he weighs nothing and comes over to you and he's big group hug and these huge massive arms wrap around you um and uh and he's like uh this will be okay we could fix it we can fix it and uh like you fix barney we can fix greenhouse for sure <laughs> yeah Aww. yeah we can so he puts you puts hiding down and hiding's you know kind of like straighten him his little coat out but he's got a smile on his face and his cheeks are really red and he looks slightly embarrassed but you know obviously touched by the whole thing so Arvik the greenhouse should be safe and you can start cleaning it and working in it now good good I I'll probably sleep in the shack if it's okay you want to ask him if these almonds are okay to eat Oh, no, I'm just walking away with him. Okay. <laughs> I should really ask about the almonds. Um, 
yeah suspiciously suspicious <laughs> the seeds I, I grabbed or did you grab those two or just the almonds i grabbed the seeds or the there were seeds next to them right oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah yep. i don't know if you want to give those to arvik so. yeah item. i want to kind of go through with him and, and say these are you're going to plant these is it is it what's your intention mm-hmm. okay take care of them yes i will just giving away valuable resources we will have food we'll find more <laughs> I, I need to feed Barney something, though. I, I'll have to share my food with him, I guess. Okay. I don't know what to say. They don't really have anything. No. No. Berries. Okay. Um, and you see there's there's like a, you know, there's more bread. There's a little bit of cheese um, and some other stuff that has spilled out of this basket that Skolovig dropped. Uh, it's not much, uh, especially for a, a large... Uh, man like Arvik, but uh, it should should get them by for a while. We'll see if we can bring back something. Okay. And Hayden's going to look out for him. That's, that is obvious to you if you uh, hadn't picked up on that, that he uh, feels very strongly, uh, very fond feelings for Arvik and is trying to look out for, for him and uh, you're you're now in the circle of trust as far as taking care of Arvik. So, hmm. it's supposed to produce still early <laughs> in the day then. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's going to tell you. Hayden can tell you how to get to the boatyard. Um, he lets you know that Freya is a, is a little prickly. Uh, she can be temperamental, um, but on the good side. She's not particularly friendly with Wolf Canute, so maybe that could help you win her over. And uh, and then he like uh, sends you on your way. And the docks are in Fishbelly. Uh, they're in Bleakstone. These particular docks, yeah. Okay. And um, so, if you guys are moving out, yes. Yes. Okay. So your path takes you down the road. Uh, off the hill, obviously, down the road, out of Horncliff and into Bleakstone. Here the homes are smaller, but still impressive. Many show damage from the Baron's bombardment, and quite a few are nothing more than burned-out husks. Everywhere you go, you feel eyes watching you. The few people that you encounter in the streets are quick to avert their eyes, and their hurried steps make it clear that they'd rather steer clear of your band. Once, however... You do stumble across an alley full of dirty children playing a game with a ball made of leather scraps. Instead of scurrying away, they simply pause to stare, then resume their game. And as you walk on, you can hear their laughter and gleeful shrieks blocks away. Eventually, you leave the residential area of Bleakstone and traverse the merchant quarter, where the damage from the flying boulders and uncontrolled fires is nearly complete. Through this grim landscape, you finally come to the bay, where a cluster of small warehouses still sit next to the frigid sea. You approach the first building, and you see a dark-haired woman emerge suddenly from the structure. She glowers at you, almost as if she is expecting you to turn around and walk away. But when you don't, she stomps towards you, her heavy braids whipping behind her. Who are you? What are you doing here? Greetings. My name is Alar Noestri, you may have heard of me, and we are Alar and Roses. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I will begin to sweet talk her. Sweet talk her. Okay. Yes. How are you going to sweet talk her? With my persuasion. Nice. Let's roll that. I do not succeed. <laughs> Get a nine. Uh, a nine. She's like, we are far too busy here to entertain any strangers right now. Please be on your way. My lady, we are merely looking for glass to repair a greenhouse. Glass? For, does this look like something we would have here? This is a boatyard. A uh, boatyard. I'm trying to build boats here. This is very important work. I'm trying to save lives, if you understand that. And we've heard that you are a woman of great resources and knowledge. And who has been talking about me to you? Hayden Spurlock. Yes, yes. Ah, Hayden. Little runt. Always meddling, isn't he? Yes, he is. What What does Hayden want now? Hayden, whatever. Hayden, Hayden. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He is trying to help Arvik. Do you know Arvik? Ah, yes. I shared a ship with the lad. He's he's a good boy. Yes. So we are here to help Arvik and, and Hayden, but mostly Arvik. If we get the greenhouse working again, there will be food for us to weather out this siege from the Baron. Yes, I, I can see how that would be important, too. And Arvik's position with the group is, is precarious. Um, yes, yes. I you know, see her. She, like, reaches up and is, like, you know, scratching her, you know, head. And she she's thinking obviously very hard about what to do what to do and she's like the the thing is i have problems of my own right now <sighs> Hayden sent you um is, is there anything that you can do for me um i need some help right now doing what you see i am supposed to build be building boats right now um Wolf Canute and I, we don't get along. We don't see eye to eye, usually. Uh, it's a long story, but suffice it to say that um, he's entrusted me to do this job, and we have a saboteur amongst our group. I don't know why, and I don't know how, but our supplies have been stolen, our tools have been destroyed, the boats that we have built, uh, you know, have been starting to put together from the scraps that we've been able to find in this city. An agent of the Baron. Someone. Us. That's what I thought, too. But all of the men here, they're, they're pirates or slaves. I, I, I don't understand it. And we put guards on all of these warehouses where this work is taking place and the supplies have been stored and... No one comes or goes, but yet things are destroyed the next day. A mystery. This will make a good set of stanzas. <laughs> so... My lady, we are a cornucopia of assistance. <laughs> I don't understand what that means, but... <laughs> I'm not sure I do either, but... Uh, so, but I, I would appreciate the help. You being outsiders by the looks of you um definitely not we could go undercover <laughs> yes that might work hire us as as 
new dock hands. I was just hoping that you could watch one of these warehouses. We have a ship that's... We could do that too, but that would be much less exciting. (laughs) I prefer to work in the shadows. We could go undercover as security guards. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bad buddy cop movie. Uh, this is, this has turned out awesome. Uh, so I mean, looking around, are there a lot of pirates here? Uh, there are a few, uh, you can hear some hammering and, you know, talking coming from the building in front of you. And these are relatively large, you know, uh, ramshackle structures that have obviously been weathered quite a bit from their proximity to the bay. Uh, but they're still standing. So that's a good thing. And apparently all of this work, all of their gathering of supplies, she's happy to tell you that, oh, there's not a decent tree on this entire forsaken rock. You know, it's all ornamental this and shrubs and scraggly everything. And, you know, not like back home um, on the Thunder Isles where, you know, they've got huge pines that are, you know, hundreds of feet high and make perfect boat planks and this is it's a tough job and what they've been able to find is not great mm. um and she has crews scavenging all over town so or all over this side of town the town the side that wolf canute controls do you know skolaveg yes i had misfortune of spending some time with the woman yeah i don't like her <laughs> you would not be alone, but if I were you, I would steer clear of her. Don't get on her bad side. Mm. Who do you like, Triss? Um, Cubby's all right. <laughs> Cubby's all Aww. right. It's going to be the name of her children's book when she retires. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do when these ships are built? Well, the idea is that if the Baron invades the city... Uh, that we would use whatever time that we could with our uh, fighters, uh, stall them, and get some of the more vulnerable people off of the island and onto the mainland. Uh, non-combatants, children, um, the sick, elderly, that sort of thing. We would try to uh, use the boats to get them to safety. Even if they immediately get captured, it, it's, it's a chance. Why did you come here to begin with? We had we had no options. We were lost in the mist for weeks. I do have to give Wolfkanut that. He he did find a way out. I don't think there's ever been a better sailor than Wolfkanut, and he managed to get us out of the mist and mm. safely to Vadragan, which have we heard about the mist yet? Uh, yeah, I think we've heard about it a couple times yeah, now. Yeah. 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 From the pirates landing, yeah. Uh, there's a little bit in from season one, you know, the... Oh, well, yes, I just didn't... We but, were being it, locked away. The, the party knew. But I, knows, I think yeah. we, we have been told as far as how the pirates got here. Yeah. I think yeah. that's part of their tale. Yeah, and before, you know, in one of those things, I think you heard about how the pirates got here and they're right. bedraggled and half-starved and... um, But... uh. Yeah, so they really had no other options. They were starving. They finally broke out of the mists. That's why some people call Wolf Canute, you know, mist breaker. You know, some of the people that 
like him, you know, the people that are part of his clan originally. Um, you know, he's he's a legend now. Um, and she can't argue with some of the decisions he's made. You know, the greenhouse is smart. Um, the boat building gives them a chance to save some people. Uh, he's really trying his best. And, uh, you know, the fact that he would trust her of all people, since you find out that their beef is that their clans have long been rivals, um, that, uh, you know, she, she takes that as the sign that he is a good, competent leader. But she doesn't have to like him, and she never will. She makes that pretty clear, too. All right, so we're guarding a warehouse. You are guarding a warehouse a if you want to. Stakeout. A stakeout. Yeah. So she uh she brings you inside and kind of shows you the layout of the space and she said that she had you know, they had a half-built, you know, hull in this in this space uh a few days ago and someone came in and hacked it apart. Uh, with an axe um, or something. It was just bits of wood here and there, um, totally dismantled it. Um, some of their tools ended up, you know, disappearing. Uh, she said it set them back uh, days. Um, and she doesn't know why anyone will want to do this unless, you know, they work for the Baron. But, you know, all these people are slaves or pirates you know, former slaves, so she doesn't know how they're getting in, how they're getting out, who it could possibly be, but it has to stop. If you can help, she'll uh, uh, try to find out where they can find some glass for Arvik. Fair? Fair. Very well. All right. So we'll have to tackle that next time. Stakeout. Stakeout. That'll be the name of the next episode. Uh, but uh, good job, guys. That was uh, awesome. Uh, got to know a little bit more about your characters and why, what makes you tick. Uh, so that was good. It was a good, uh, good little sob story there. This, you know, <laughs> Cubby and Triss uh, connection. Um, Alar, just being Alar all the time, which is awesome. And Brokos saved the day in the fight. That was that was pretty cool. Good job, Brokos. Pat on the back for Brokos. The, god, the goddesses of nature saved the day. <laughs> uh, well, good job, guys. All right. Yeah. Um, so we'll start up uh, next episode with uh, you guys uh, having a stakeout at the old warehouse. Does awesome. that sound classic or not? Yeah. All right. Okay. Sounds well, good. Guys, take care. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.